James Cameron is about to launch one of the greatest shows on Earth. Avatar The Way of Water has just had its first sneak previews in the Northern Hemisphere. We have a vested interest in New Zealand, of course. Much of the film was shot and produced here. But what was it like creating a state-of-the-art blockbuster during a pandemic? Simon Morris talks with three people who got a crash course. I'm a warrior like you. I'm supposed to fight. Protect the people. Let's get it done. When director James Cameron and producer John Landau brought the sequel to Avatar here in 2018, they decided to train and mentor a group of would-be filmmakers across all aspects of production. Over 36 interns and apprentices were selected for a wide range of disciplines, from lighting, costumes and cameras, to set design and production accounts. So what was it like to be dropped into the biggest film in the world? Well, I'm joined by Dylan Patel, who joined the camera department, Shona Ward, who's a costume intern, and Robin Bryant from the music department. Welcome, all of you. And how do you feel after all of that work? Um, Well, it was actually um, very tiring. It was long days and a lot of deadlines to meet quite rapidly throughout each day. It was fascinating as well, though. Robin, I mean, how long were you there? How long was your internship? Um, Well, I started at the beginning of January, and I'm still going now. I'll finish in a couple of weeks as everything wraps up. And Dylan, I mean, how long have you been there? I've been here for about four years now, coming up to five. I was only supposed to be on for about two weeks. How did you manage to extend your internship that much? Uh, So I actually... applied for a DOP internship, which was part of the camera department, and then I didn't get that, but they needed someone for two weeks in production, and then an opportunity in camera popped up. And so you've been working in the camera department all that time? Yep, yep, I've worked with production, uh, camera, and then now I'm actually working for Lightstorm Entertainment, which is Jim and John's company. But lots of camera stuff to do with that as well. Well, before we talk about your individual experiences and each of your internships, Shona, how much experience had you had in film prior to this? I picked up on about the last four months of Mortal Engines from Peter Jackson. Mm. And then I came in at the beginning of Avatar, so that was my second film experience. Prior to that, of course, you'd, you'd been working pretty much on your own, hadn't you? This is the first yes. time you've been in yes. a big team. Yes, I'd been in my own workroom for a lot of years. So working on your own, you only do what you know how to do. And coming into the film industry, I had a whole workroom full of knowledgeable people that I could ask any question I wanted to anyone and get a good answer. Yeah. So you, Robin, I mean, when you started out, had you had any background in film prior to that? A little bit, but um, all of my experience were short films or student films, a lot through university and a little bit outside of that. I studied um, film scoring, the music side, and audio post-production. I wanted to kind of specialise in both when I did my Masters so that Mm. I would have as as much knowledge as possible going out into the field. So this was a big break, really, for you, wasn't it? Huge! (laughs) We'll talk about that in a minute. Dylan, had you had any background in film prior to your four-year internship? Um, I had a couple of smaller jobs here and there, but nothing quite as big as this. I don't think anything's going to match what this is. Describe your first day on the job. My first day on this job, I think James Cameron walked into the office and 
I, I was just like surprised just to to see someone that I looked up to and had seen all of his films and like watched Titanic the week before or something. And it's pretty funny because now you you see him every day and it's just kind of normal. Um, <laughs> Good eye, Jim. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Looking at the trailers for The Way of Water, it looks like there's an awful lot of digital animation. So where does the camera department come in that? I mean, there is clearly a lot of camera work. What is that? Uh, so, yeah, everything we shot in New Zealand was the live-action portion. So Jim will shoot, like, a virtual camera with all the actors, and they'll be in their motion capture suits and all of that. And then Weta or whoever will render that out, and then... The live-action team will come in and we'll film everything that they want to put into that scene, like the real humans. But then we also have a lot of practical sets, so the digital stuff is just like an extension of that. So if you have any moving boats, like we had a lot of ships and boats on motion base. So real ships with digitally animated characters in it. Yeah, and also real humans at the same time, so merge two worlds into one. I mean, at the time I was sort of thinking, well, you know, it's fine, you just go to a computer and you animate it all up. And then I was hearing that Kate Winslet prided herself on the fact that she was underwater for seven minutes. And I thought, why would you need to be seven minutes underwater if it's all animated? So, yeah, a lot of all of the underwater stuff. So we did some work in Auckland in the uh, tanks in Kumia up there. All of the actors, a lot of the camera department lighting stunts all had to be in the water. It was like any other film, but you're underwater. And so, like, all of the camera gear was... Waterproof, clapper boards, lighting, a lot of scuba gear. Yeah, m- majority of the stuff you see, even if it's digital, has been filmed in real life and then is translated to the digital world. Well, this brings us to you, Shana, because, I mean, like, you're working in costume. My idea was that it was all digitally added on later on. Everyone was going on in these terrible green suits and acting opposite ping-pong balls. But that's not the case. I mean, clearly there's an awful lot of practical costume as well. Um, There's quite a few. um, We call them humans. You know, um, all the Army, Navy construction workers and, of course, the leads. So these are the human villains, essentially, well, in, in yes. the movie. and a lot of extras. Mm. Um, so we had a lot of people to dress, and so we were basically manufacturing 50 or whatever of the same thing, like army, for example. We're talking about the humans and the, the army costumes and stuff like that. What about the Navi? They're clearly mostly animated and digitally costumed, if you like. Um, in the costume department, what I took part in was I used to make the odd piece of jewellery. Like, I did do a little bit of macrame and beading, and I made one piece that I can, you know, stands out in my mind in particular. Well, Robin, you come in right at the end of the process in some respects, don't you, as part of the music department? And totally. who's the, Who is the composer, by the way? Simon Franklin is the composer. Does he work... Did he ever work here, or did he work...? Yes, so he was based here for most of this year. Um, And then uh, there was scoring happening in L.A., so he flew back and forth a little bit. Oh, that must have been exhausting for him. I think it was, but he certainly didn't really show it. But I think given COVID and all the extra constraints, that's... Mm. was certainly interesting learning how that process works. Now, you're a music apprentice on this job, and I was quite puzzled by what that was. You know, I mean, are you creating music? Are you passing scores on to other musicians? I mean, what exactly are you doing? I did a really wide range of stuff. A lot 
was mostly helping Simon with whatever he needed doing. Um, sometimes that just looked like preparing music sessions on the computer, or sometimes that meant helping with other stuff. And I also did a fair amount helping the music editorial department. There's a lot of music, and there's well, a lot be. going from different people into different departments, so it's helping that, that side of tracking it. I mean, you must have had quite a lot of dealings with the sound department, the dialogue, the sort of the Foley workers, you know, the sound effects and things like that. I mean, how much do you interact with the sound people? For most of the year, I was just with the music department, but then mm. kind of the end of the year, all of the departments in sound and music dialogues, you know, effects and music come together for the dub. So were they working independently prior to that? I mean, that must have been difficult. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we were all in slightly different places and with COVID tried to keep it that way for safety as well. But these are all seasoned professionals, top of the game. Mm -hmm. So they're probably quite used to working like that. I mean, how big a production is this thing? Is it one massive production every time you go onto the set or is it a whole lot of smaller teams interacting? Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, At the very start, I think it was one big unit. Everyone worked really, really closely together. And then when COVID hit, we kind of had all the bubbles and had to learn how to work together, but also be separated from each other. How does that work? You have to take it in turns, don't you, every time you're you're shooting a scene? Yeah, well, we'd have kind of like an on-set crew and then a crew that would do shifts, like tag in and out if need be, just so we didn't break any bubbles or make anyone else sick. I don't think we had a single case on set, which was um, pretty impressive. Well, that's particularly impressive because I understand that this was the one that wrote the book on COVID protocols, isn't it? Avatar was one of the first films to get back into production, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, Bridget York and Paul Andreasen did a really good job at getting us back up and running in New Zealand. Uh, We were like one of the first in the world, I think. And yeah, it took a lot of effort, but I think a lot of people followed the lead from there. Dylan, you mentioned the fact that you ran into James Cameron quite regularly, but, I mean, Robin, did you and Shona have much to do with James and to do with the stars or anything? I stood next to Sigourney Weaver doing a potpourri Mm-mm. at the beginning, and I was quite wowed out about being so close to her. So I was a bit blown away, a bit starstruck. Um, we're not allowed to actually interact with any of the cast, mm. um, so we're always respectful. And as far as James Cameron, I've not actually met him, but he did a wonderful job at feeding the crew and um, helping to educate us on plant-based food. During a 10-hour day, the food is what keeps us going. I take my hat off to him for providing us with that. And you, Robin, do you have any dealings with top-end people there? Uh, no cast, but <laughs> I, I did run into James Cameron a couple of times, and mm. the first time, like Dylan said before, you know, walked past, I was like, oh! <gasps> That's him, you know? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> the thing that uh, I always heard about James Cameron is he prides himself on being able to do absolutely everybody's job on the set. I mean, was that your experience? I, I think to be a, as good a director as he is, you mm. have to know everything about film and know everyone's roles and everything. During my internship, I worked with Anna Deacon, who was the lead pattern maker on Avatar. She's amazing. She's a very talented pattern maker, and um, she helped me interpret designs and made me feel more confident with my pattern making. Yeah, I think that's the great thing about the internships is that it 
like most of the time it will lead to more opportunities in the future. Looks great on your CV, obviously. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. And, like, it was great for me because I wanted to do camera for sure, but then it also leads to other opportunities that you might not think that you would have been interested in. What sort of things? Well, the job that I'm doing right now is kind of very wide. Like, it's a wide variety of things, so I'm a, a tech assistant. But that also includes filming Jim's interviews and stuff like that. Right. It sounds one of those sort of things that means whatever you want it to mean, basically. Pretty much. Whatever Jim wants it to be. (laughs) Final question for the three of you, basically. Out of all of the things that, you know, your experience there, which clearly you've all thoroughly enjoyed because you're all bubbling, what was the thing that you learned most? What was the thing that was most valuable that you learned in your internship? I don't know if I can put it down to one thing. So Simon Franklin, the composer, took quite an active role in in mentoring me and training me in in so many different aspects of the music department process and forever grateful for that. I actually have lots and lots of notebooks, you know, that I bought from Kmart, just filled with notes, just all of the kind of day-to-day technical skills and creative skills about how a film like this works as a machine. I think I was just really lucky to learn from, like, literally the best at what they Mm. do. And you're getting paid to learn and that's just an awesome opportunity. That sounds like your experience too doesn't it Shana working with the people you were working with? Yeah I think Bob Back provided me with an opportunity to be surrounded by people with background knowledge and I was able to tap in and and live my dream really. Well Simon Morris was talking there with three interns on the shoot of James Cameron's blockbuster Avatar The Way of Water, Dylan Patel, Shona Ward and Robin Bright.